0: Well, hello and welcome to the HA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author with me is my best friend and co-host, Kelsey. Howdy, everyone. And our guest today to talk about all things romance tropes is Amanda from The Last Chapter Bookshop, which is an online shop creating book boxes and a book club. Hi, guys. So like I said, we're going to be kind of dipping our toes in a lot of different tropes today, talking about some of the exciting things that Amanda has coming up and then just, you know, usually are devolving into unrelated topics. So <laughs> before we do that, Weekly Hots, Kelsey? Yes. Okay. So as you guys may have heard from the last episode, I'm currently recovering from COVID. So there hasn't been too many spicy things happening in my personal life, but I have been reading. And I just started a new book today where my name spelled correctly is the main character's name. And I immediately sent it to Summer because she and I had this conversation where we're like, we can't can't do it. Like, we can't read books with people's names who we know because she recommended a book to me with her name. And I was like, I can't read a, I can't read a funny book with Summer's name in it. Like, I just can't do it. So I immediately text her and I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. Like, it's my own name. Like, what if it's a terrible story or something? But they just, they just, they started describing the guy. And I was like, okay, and maybe I do want to be in this story. And to see my name like spelled correctly as a main character, like I'm, I'm into it. I'm now into it. I feel like it's almost like some handwritten form for me. And I'm just, I'm, I'm (laughs) for it i really like did a 180 and now i'm advocating to read books that have your name in it (laughs) in my defense when i recommended flawless to you i had forgotten that her name was summer because i also (laughs) did not make it past the first page (laughs) (laughs) i was like people said this is good here it is and then you're like "Uh -uh." uh-uh yeah i was like (laughs) kindly passed Amanda, what's your weekly hot?
1: All right. My weekly hot was that I was at a book signing this past weekend and there happened to also be a swingers convention going on at the same time. So I definitely sat in the lobby and people watched like no other trying to figure out who was here for the book signing, you know, who was, who was swinging and like the, the thropples I saw and stuff. So lots of people watching and I definitely was trying to figure out what floor they were all on. Because I just wanted to see how all of it worked.
0: Yes. I would have been the best people watching. And also, like, maybe I'd just, like, slip into the convention. Right?
1: (laughs) And I was like, I would have been a unicorn because I was there by myself. So, like, I would have just been here for the taken. Like, I was ready, but I couldn't find them.
0: (laughs) When I lived in New Orleans, they used to have a really big swing race convention that happened there. And... They would always, all the guests would walk around downtown and stuff with their bright red lanyards on. So, like, you knew who was part of it. And it was even just, like, seeing what was happening, like, in the streets, you know, such good people watching. I support it. (laughs) I like that they have the red lanyards because then you're like, all right, it's almost there's no question exactly like when you go speed dating and you're like okay well at least at this singles event or whatever i know who's single like we don't have to play the game but um, like, um, are you available or not like no you're wearing the red lanyard you're wearing the name tag like i know you're fair game, which i yeah. appreciate that as a single yeah. so myself my weekly hot is kind of like <laughs> kind of like a follow-up so we've kind of talked about on the podcast before how my mom is like Kelsey's gonna get smited oh my mom i'm visiting my family right now and my my me and my mom were talking about stuff and the podcast came up and i was like oh yeah like remember when you said kelsey was gonna be smited and she's like what what does that mean and i was like you know like smited like lightning bolt from the sky and she's like i did not say that i don't even know what that word is <laughs> oh my gosh and I was like, okay, maybe you don't use the word smited, but you're, like, struck like me. And she was like, no, Kelsey is just a very healthy 20-something-year-old living her life, exploring her different tastes. <laughs> she was like, I have never. Well, if you're listening, thank you for taking it back. <laughs> we're clearing it up, I should say. I don't know if I mentioned this previously but there was one episode i think it was with alexandra where we briefly mentioned you know how parents are good at giving an insult sandwich where it's like a compliment with an insult on the end and one day i like woke up to a text that was like summer i love to compliment you like and like a long string of like you are kind you're beautiful you're this you were that and i was just like i think it was around my birthday so i was like okay like thank you. And then like a week later, she's like, yeah. And did you get my text about all my compliments? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cute. She is a pure soul. Uh, it's been really nice to be home and see her. It was a FaceTime call from everyone. And it was real sweet, too. I got passed around the table from like, her mom. Mom, so the other mom, her brother, her girlfriend. And I was like, oh, I wish I was there. Maybe something like that. Good people all around. I love that. (laughs) Well, now I got the warm feelies. (laughs) 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 From swingers to warm and fuzzy feelings. (laughs) Awesome. It's range. Before we dive into like specific books, Amanda, do you want to tell us a little bit about your bookshop, how the idea came about, kind of like what kickstarted it? Because you're a fairly new shop, right? Yeah.
1: So I, it's kind of like, I feel like my life path is just kind of crazy. I've always said like, oh, my retirement plan is like, I'm going to own a bookstore. I'm going to own a bookstore. And I was actually working in Kentucky at a sports facility and I just really realized like it's not what I wanted to do, like wasn't my passion. So I quit in 2021, I think. And I was just kind of like, you know, that awkward stage where you're like, where do I go from here? Like, what is it that I want to do? And I was in the industry, but in a kind of like a publicist role. You serve for a PR company. And I just like, I loved what I do. I loved what I did, but I was like, I knew I wanted something more And I kept, like, it's just, like, this little voice in the back of my head was, like, why are you waiting till you retire to, like, open up a bookstore? And I was just, like, one day I was, like, you know what? Like, I sat down and I researched it and I was, like, I'm just going to go for it, like – I'm going to try if it takes me, you know, 10 years to be successful, then it takes me 10 years to be successful. Like, you know, it just is what it is. And then I kind of did all of like my planning and stuff the later half of 2021. And I announced it, I think December like 31st, like, so like pretty much 2022 that I was like opening up this shop, not really knowing what it was going to be. And it's just, it's taken on a life force of its own. It has grown like, so much greater than I thought it could in its first year. I've accomplished so much more than I could have in my first year. I've just like connected with people. Like it's just literally like where I'm at now is where I thought I'd be in like five years. And like I'm here, you know, nine months into the year. And yeah, and it's, there's a lot of plans still to come with like the last chapter, like opening up some physical stores, like some franchising opportunities, stuff like that. So yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of just along for the ride and I'm just so
0: grateful to, be on this ride it's incredible like that's Thank just you inspiring in the best way and to have it be in the book yeah you. you it's so nice and it's something that you're passionate about and clearly like we can see that on your face we can hear it in your yeah. something that you're proud of which is beautiful when it's your life's work too it is it's
1: i like i'm I am blessed. I am so unbelievably blessed. And like the people that I've met and the connections that I've made, like, I, I couldn't be any more grateful. I like, sometimes I have to like, wake up and be like, this is just like a long dream. Or is this like genuinely like my reality? And just the stuff that I get to do. I just like, I've seen other people do and I'm like, man, I'd love to do that. And now that I'm doing it, it's just, it's so surreal.
0: That's so awesome. And I love that you like, went into it being like, this has always been my dream. I will make it my dream, but it doesn't matter if it takes 10 years or 10 months, like, not even 10 months. So, yeah, I love that it was just, like, a passion project and from the heart first. Also, it kind of looks like you're in a warehouse space. Do you have, like, your own space or is this part of your house or another business? Yeah, no, I, I started the last chapter in my basement and
1: I have... I just outgrew the basement. Like it was to the point where like half my stuff was in the kitchen and the living room and stuff like that. So I just kind of took a plunge and I I rented a warehouse space and it's it's huge, it's beautiful. It's exactly what I needed to spread out and grow the way that I want to. And yeah, so this is, it's pretty much my second home at this point because I'm here every day after work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. I feel like whenever I see, you know, people's like, Journeys on TikTok and stuff or things like that or on YouTube, like getting the first warehouse space is always like a really big, exciting move. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. In terms of books, what trope is the next book box coming up? And what do your book box usually like entail? Or what do you what do you want to make about them that's like different than others and things like that?
1: Yeah. So we have three more trope boxes and two more like author specific boxes coming out this year. So I'll just tell you all of them. So we have a sports romance box coming out and then we have an underworld, which is like a mafia MC box coming out. And then we have a winter wonderland box. So it's like all holiday stories. And then our book clubs, we have Tara DeWitt and this has not been announced anywhere else. So hear it here first. We're actually doing a Tessa Bailey box (gasps) for for her her wide shoes book that's coming out so that's really <gasps> exciting
0: <laughs> yeah oh my god you're gonna need like a warehouse five times I, <laughs> like I don't, I don't know how big your warehouse is but I know you're gonna need
1: bigger <laughs> yeah I, I was talking to Tessa about it and she was like yeah like I'm so down to do this and stuff like that and I was like I have to like mentally prepare because I know that that is going to sell out in like two seconds like it's gonna be huge
0: hey it's summer editing once again just to interrupt and throw in there that our membership will have a discount code for the last chapter bookshop so if you want to snag a discount code early so you can use it for book box for tessa bailey's rom-com reverse ham or one of the other many book boxes you know where to join the okay okay back to the episode wow Is it, do you cap like the number of orders that you can take or is it kind of like a free for all? (laughs) So kind of a mix of
1: both. One thing that I really strive the store being on is like, it's very author inclusive. So before I decide a number, before I decide anything, like it's a very honest conversation that I have with authors to their comfort level. So, you know, like sometimes authors can only sign X amount of book plates or they only want to commit to X amount. And I will always do what the author wants because, you know, I never want them to feel like they're being taken advantage of or that they don't have a say in where their work is going. So sometimes there are caps and then sometimes some authors are like, go crazy, like do as many as you want. Like, So it just, it really just truly depends on the author and the kind of the circumstances.
0: I'm new to the book box world. Like summer has dragged me into it in the best way. But like, I just simply wasn't aware of it beforehand, but now I feel like I'm not in the thick of it, but like, I have a, such a better understanding and like, yeah. I actually get numbers now and I'm like, this is nuts. Like now that I have like a a broader understanding, which is so nice.
1: Yeah, it's honestly, it's something that I never thought, like, it's never a path that I really thought I would take this And, you know, like I, I kind of took what I've always wanted in a book box and I'm like kind of crafting that to what the store does, you know, like what I like to see the things that I, you know, miss out on. And a big part of our, like my store's motto is like also authors that don't get asked to be in boxes that are amazing writers. Like, you know, like they deserve that recognition and that space to thrive too. So like, you'll kind of see in our boxes, like we I at least I really try to do like a good healthy mix of the authors that we do and like one thing is like we won't ever you know like the authors that we put in boxes are authors that we've read ourselves so if I haven't read them like somebody on my team has or you know I've had enough people like gush to me about it and I'm like okay I'm gonna read a few chapters and then I fall in love too. I got your taboo box and the covers are so gorgeous. Thank you I appreciate that yeah it's Like, I think people don't realize that, like, all of our authors have final say on the covers. But so we have, like, a full questionnaire for them to fill out. And then obviously just, like, artistic, like, oh, this would be cool. Like, that'll be cool to include to in it. But we don't produce a cover without the author's permission. Like, it has to be something that they love and something that they are proud of. So it's just really cool to, like, see, like, what just words on a paper, like, how it could just be envisioned and, like, kind of, like, this like visionary comes to life. Yeah, I love them. I love all of our covers. I, they're all just like, if I could, I just like hang them
0: all on my wall, honestly. <laughs> you should. Like if you have any like damaged books or something, you should just like cut out the covers and frame them all. I know. Listen, I, I'll do it. One of the books is boxes you have coming up, which I think is already available for order, the retelling box. Yeah, yeah. I read *The Beast* by Jenica Snow. It was a ride. <laughs> I I don't know if you're familiar with Chuck Tingle, but he's like the satire writer, and it's not. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: It. I had to just think first. Yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> In a way, it kind of gave me like Chuck Tingle vibe. So for people listening, it's a pretty literal retelling of beauty and the beast but the beast doesn't turn back into a man so the beast is the name the beast bell is a villager she has her father there's gaston it's a novella maybe like 130 pages and i don't remember why bell ended up with the beast in the real story but she ends up with the beast as like a payment to her father's gambling debt initially bell it's like this guy's so scary he's a monster but pretty quickly she starts being like he's pretty hot so there's a, just a huge breeding king there there's just talking about calm all over the place it's leaking it's dripping it's funny <laughs> it's like all over but it was kind of just like a sweet little romp in the woods with the beast And I think it was my first Beauty and the Beast retelling that I'd read. Really? Out of all your retellings, that was the first. Or no, that's like that's the first time. I think so. I know that there's I think Sophie Lark's Stolen Air might be a Beauty and the Beast retelling, sort of, but I haven't read that yet. And yeah, I can't think of any. I mean, Amanda, can you think of any other Beauty and the Beast retellings that are, like, popular that I may have read? You haven't? Read, uh, you haven't read A Court of Four right just yet. Oh, yeah. No, I have not. But I'm thinking that that's popular. But, yeah, you haven't read that one. Oh, so, yeah. I haven't read that either. Um, C.A. Mora
1: has one. It's The Curse of Shadows and Ice. I read a little bit of it, and that was really good.
0: Mm. Yeah, I haven't read that either. But it is a, it feels like there's a lot of books that probably follow that same trope, you know, the amount of kidnapping tropes that we have. Yeah. J.S.
1: Breen has one as well. A
0: spicy Beauty and the Beast retelling. You know, I'm down for any retelling with a little spice. I don't know why you haven't read my favorite book series yet, your dad friend. Summer. <laughs> it like came in the mail today too. The like, <laughs> yes guy like brought me my package, and I was like, "What did I buy that was so heavy?" A month ago, I bought the entire series in hardback for *A Court of florence and Roses*. It finally arrived, and I'm so excited. I redesigned oh. my entire bookshelf around it. Kelsey, tell us about the book you read because you're you read a sports romance book, which. Have we done sports yet? We We have done sports. Like in the beginning, like December, January. It's been eons. And I honestly, I missed it because when we were doing sports, like I was on a sports kick and then it's almost like it just dropped off my radar. But the book that I read is Line Side and it's by Candy Steiner. And I realized that it was all of a sudden like a college romance. And I was like, oh, no. Because I've realized as I've gotten older that I, like high school romance, absolutely not, cannot, can't even touch it with 10 foot pole. Everyone's too underage for me. I'm also a high school teacher and I just mentally cannot wrap my head around that. Yeah. 10 yeah, foot pole. <laughs> so the college like, oh no, you're 19. Like that's barely out of high school. Like you're still a baby. But as the book went on, I felt better about it. So I just really needed to get that off my chest. Overall, though, the book was making me feel things. Like by the end, (laughs) I was feeling things and I was just ignoring ages. So it's about this. It's a fake dating scenario. It's like this hot football player loses his girlfriend of five years and then the PR representative for the football team for the college football team she has been trying to get this like musician in a coffee shop to notice her so they come up with the idea of as per usual like let's fake date. we'll get back our people and in the process she Gianna like exposes to him like hey like I've barely kissed anyone I've barely done anything and he treats her like a queen and like really shows her like, Hey, like I'm going to teach you how to do these things. Cause you're so desperate to learn, but like, we're also going to do it in like a really like respectful way. But then at the same time, like she's like a smutty book person. So she has like tons of smutty books and she's literally like highlighted passages. She likes like she's old school hardback cover, which I have respect <laughs> for. And what he does is he's stolen some of her like favorite books and has read through all of her highlights and read the books and then he'll pull that into the bedroom scenes by the end and I'm like oh my gosh talk about it we love an attentive man right Mm -hmm. I'm like gosh let me all of a sudden break out some sticky notes and yeah (laughs) like just read this scene do this scene like this is what I want oh my gosh so you know there was the ups and downs as it is in the book, but there was like nine thousand reviews, and I was like, "Gosh, this book must be really good." And I do have to agree that it was a very good book. At the end of the day, once I got past the age situation, like whenever we see an attentive, an attentive lover, I just I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. Also, she's think- like a badass female, which was helpful as well. She wasn't like meek. Can't mm-hmm. stand that word.
1: Football, football romances are definitely like some of my go-tos if it's like i i mean i i love hockey i love all the other sports but it's just something about football that's just it's speaking my love language
0: i really like soccer i was on a soccer kick for a while there but it was also like i was reading about an entire soccer team were really good offers. so that was helpful but i've never done hockey before was hockey good yeah
1: i i like it it's it's definitely Like, I think depending on if you want it to be very accurate hockey or if you kind of just want hockey to be, like, in passing depends on, like, the author that you read. Um, I just love, like, very, like, violent contacty type of sports. So, like, hockey and football are just so my jam.
0: (laughs) Oh, I like that, too. Have you read, Story to everybody on the podcast, have you read The Worlds of Forsyth? (laughs) No. Okay. God. I, <laughs> I bring it up every single episode I swear to god I try not to but they have the like second series in the series they're like different trilogies but the characters are all like fighters and boxers so just throwing that out there if you loved some good old brutal contact sports oh yeah it's so my jam
1: I have to look that up Mm-hmm.
0: It's a bully romance, pretty dark, but.
1: I've learned I have no triggers in life. And I'm like, it sounds bad, but I'm kind of just like reading and waiting till I find one.
0: Mm-hmm. And I haven't
1: found it yet. So I'm here for it. Yes, for you.
0: Summer bets all my books for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing.
1: You- Look, it's good that you have somebody like that in your life to do that for you. I know.
0: I actually feel very lucky for that. Are you able to share? And if not, that's okay too. But what Katie Robert book is in the retelling box? It is Neon Gods. <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh, that's Kelsey's
1: favorite. It's <laughs> probably my favorite cover. That like it's literally my phone background. It is my favorite cover that I have, ev- like, I have ever done. I have ever seen. Like, it is so magical. And then when I showed Katie and her team, they were like, we are obsessed. So. Oh, my gosh. Shut the front door. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to turn my camera to just show you guys really quick. Oh, oh,
0: my God. I am feeling things. Amanda. I am feeling it so right <laughs> now. Let this, me turn on the camera so that way you can
1: see my face because this part is my phone background. Oh my gosh! And it's gonna be in Matt. It's oh, it was like oh. it was one of those covers that I saw, and I I had to stop everything I was doing, and I I promised you I stared at it for an hour. I just stared, and I was like, I ordered, so I ordered our copies to come in this week, and I rush deliver them just because i want to see them in person that badly oh <laughs>
2: it's beautiful
1: that's stunning thank you i can't wait for everybody else to see it like i i don't i was about to say something but i'll give too much away but yeah i just can't wait for everybody else to see it i hope everybody loves it as much as i do
0: There <laughs> are two people right here who are also loving it so. i know <laughs> the party grows it's, yeah it's really nice i love the like how you mirrored the images yeah it listen labor of love right here and we it was funny because we did
1: like a couple different colors like just to see what we liked best and it was just like that one that one set i was like i can't get this out of my head like we just have to go with it and then we when we showed it to katie and her team they were like it it was like a unison like group decision that we all loved that like that shade that we went with and i was like okay we have to do it it's set in stone (laughs) you're making me want
0: to read it again yeah (laughs) i was gonna ask what's your favorite cover slash like book merch you've done but i think that answers that so other than neon gods what's been like your favorite cover or merch set to work on I
1: loved our SJ Sophus cover, Dead Girls Never Talk. SJ herself loved it. I loved our Monica Murphy one. That's probably the one we get asked the most, like, requested um, to do. And I love our Sierra Simone covers. And merch, probably the item that's going in our small town box. I can just spoil it on here. It's like those beer cup style cups. And it it has a really cute, like, It says like small town romance reader and it has this really cute border that goes around it. It was a labor of love. Like I was arguing with the print company because like the mock-ups they were sending me, I'm like, it's not perfect. They're like, ma'am, what else do you want changed? I'm like, no, like it has to be perfect. (laughs) Uh, And then we have some stuff that are, we'll like start incorporating just in the store as well. I just like book sleeves and different things like that. So it's, I kind of fall in love with everything. It's like cheesy as that sounds, but like every every new box that we do, it's just like, a time to let that creativity shine so I feel like so super invested in like every cover every piece of merch, every piece of merch that we put out but yeah I am partial to females on covers personally so I love our like
0: dead girls never talk your eyes on me was so pretty yeah I I love that
1: so I I work with Sarah and I still kind of work with her, but I worked with her throughout that host series as her publicist. So host series just just has like such a special place in my heart. And when me and her were talking about like, like for eyes of me, what we wanted to do, she was like, you know, let's try a girl on the cover. And we, we kept trying to find like the perfect model. And like, once it kind of all came together, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed. Like this,
0: this is it. This is perfect. I love, love, love the, like blue tones because it ties into the theme of like mental health a lot and the the lake on the background and the camera and it was just all it was just all so nice and the interiors were beautiful
1: yeah I always tell people like if there's one thing like when you get one of our boxes like people who have read the story will enjoy the small things whereas if you're just kind of buying it without reading the story like Those small things, you may just be like, oh, like, that's cute. Like, you don't realize, like, the the significance it can have to the story.
0: I'm curious about your role as a, like, business manager for authors. What does that work kind of entail and how did you get into it? Yeah, so I,
1: like I said, I used to be a publicist before just kind of the store took off and I just just a lot of things that kind of switched in my life. But I knew I wanted to stay in the book world in a business capacity. And really, it just kind of, I pretty much do a little bit of everything. A lot of it is just like a lot of strategies with, you know, their businesses, like like finding that author branding, you know, like kind of reading the books, talking out like marketing strategies, talking out like plot holes, just really being whatever they need me to be. When it comes to terms of like growing their business and growing their name and growing their branding, and it's just a better fit for just everything I have going on with like my, my personal life and the store and stuff like that to kind of have those few clients that I'm so like deeply embedded in their business that it's like, it's, it talking about their business and talking through strategy planning and, you know, their stories. It's just so second nature to me.
0: Mm. Nice. That sounds like a really fun job being like the the brain brainstormer for it's really, really cool, exciting
1: things to see grow. And it's just, I, for me, it's just really rewarding to, you know, like my, I call them clients, but they really just become, you know, my friends and it's just really exciting to see them hit those milestones and hit that growth. And, you know, like they have given me the privilege to be a part of that. I it's just, it's just amazing to see. And I, you know, all people that I work with, like I am their biggest cheerleader, I am their biggest supporter, but I'm also the the first person to tell them when something isn't going to work for their branding. And I've just built these like really beautiful relationships where, you know, they they trust my word, they trust my judgment. And it's, you know, it's like a two-way streak.
0: Mm -hmm. It's funny that you mention Sarah Kate because I was listening to, I believe it was Under the Covers podcast, and there was an interview with Sarah Kate, and one of the things they talked about with the Slacious Players Club was Sarah was like, well, I came up, you know, we came up with the branding and the names, and she's like, I run everything by my publicist first. Like, nothing happens without her say <laughs> so. And I was like, wow, she must be really smart to, like, come up and be part of the salacious players club and the way it just really took off
1: yeah it I mean I I'm so like there's just no words that, of how proud I am of Sarah and what she's accomplished and you know what she put her mind to like she would tell anybody that like oh you know like Amanda really helped me but I think it's just how it came up as just a testament to her drive and her commitment to her craft and I am so grateful just every day to be, to have been a part of that and to have grown such an emotional connection to the, like just pretty much like, like to the characters. I felt like, like we grew together as friends, like so much through this series. Like she's, she's such a big part of my family now. And just to see that everybody loved it as much as, you know, like I did and just to see the, the positive responses
0: from it, like, I'm I'm just so unbelievably proud of her. I love that you mention her dedication to the craft. I've only read her Slacious Player series, but I know a lot of my friends have like gone back and read her backlists. And one of the things that they have talked about is the way her writing has like grown and improved and gotten better over the years. And I think part of that is just the nature of doing something again and again and again but you also you know have to work at it and be mindful about improving and things like that so it's it's nice to hear on the other end as well I think like Uh, yeah it's writing is like one of those weird things where some of it is second nature or like subconscious in terms of like what's coming out but then a huge part of it is you know very purposeful and intentional And I think that's just with anything in life. Like, you know, when you when
1: you start something in life, and I think you know that it's what you want to do and it's your passion. Like, there's always room for growth. Like, that's one thing I will preach till I am blue in the face. Like, I do not know everything. I, you know, I'm always improving. I'm always growing as a person, as a business owner, as you know, like a business manager, and just every walks of life. And I think it's a very humbling experience to admit that you don't know everything, but it's also twice as rewarding because it means you're you're open to learning more and you know like just growing
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely just to like hear the passion in both of your guys' voices you talk about this like <laughs> this may not be like my most subject that I'm like most run up on but just like to hear the passion and like I want you on my team like <laughs> I just think that's all I can say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I,
1: that means that means a lot to me, For to hear that from somebody who, you know, like just met me, like you don't, you know, you don't know me, but for you to to hear how passionate I am about that,
0: like that means a lot to me. What are some of your favorite books? Like, if somebody asked you, you only have three books to take on desert island, what would they be? Holy crap! Three, okay.
1: Okay, like, um, <laughs> There's my girlfriend. How long am I on uh, island for? Like, summer. Like, seriously. <laughs> how much time do you guys have? Because I can go on and on about my favorites. But yeah. probably, definitely Mercy from Salacious Players Club. I have a very personal, I feel like, relationship with that book. I cried the whole time I read it. And I knew what was going to happen. And it still made me cry. So, that's that gosh I'm trying to think definitely say you swear by Megan Brandy holy emotions I that book was just a whole experience for me like it was emotional damage but in the best way and I'm just gonna take it like I I took that I cried I cried so much like I had to sit up because I couldn't breathe type of crying (laughs) damn uh, yeah it it was it was emotional for me oof my third if i'm literally looking through my kindle like if i can only pick one of you which would it be probably can i pick a series is that allowed yes absolutely uh, probably the midnight mayhem series by amo jones I, I love everything by her like she could write a grocery list and i would pay top-notch dollar to purchase that grocery list. But something about Midnight Mayhem, it's just that world's always just really stuck with me. I find myself kind of rereading it often. But yeah, and probably honestly, any book by her. If somebody was like, I only have this book, like I would take it and I would be a happy little camper on my stranded island.
0: (laughs) I love that though, because they're so serious though, then just like stick with us for whatever reason. They just are like, what we think of in our free time you know like our mind wanders and then we're like oh I wonder how everyone's doing in that world and I just I it, love that
1: it feels like sometimes when I'm done reading it I'm like oh I just watched a movie like it's so just embedded in my brain that when it, as I'm reading it like I'm playing out these scenes in my head and I'll just like be driving I'm randomly think of a scene and I'm like oh it was like a nice little episode like it's oh I'm obsessed <laughs> with her I will fangirl
0: over her all day <laughs> She's very very cool. I mean, you can get away with anything when you have a neck tattoo. Like, yeah. <laughs> I haven't read any of her like I haven't read any of her books, but a lot of my friends are big fans of hers and I feel like I'm just a fan because she's so cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, without a <laughs> doubt. Like you think of like when you're in high school or middle school and then you have like an older sibling and you're like, wow, like they're simply the coolest. Like they're cooler than that. Those are the bias that I'm getting right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Something that we've asked periodically on the podcast is if you were a sex toy, what sex toy would you be?
1: Oh. Okay. You know the it's like a machine and it's a like a dildo and it ha, you can like it has all these different settings and you can like it's literally a machine and it just like like vibrates and like pulses and like everybody's like oh my god like best orgasm of your life i feel like that's like my personality cuz i just like i'm coming in hot like i am very like you love me or leave me type of personality and i feel like that sex toy is like it's either the right amount of intensity or it's just like way too much for people
0: that is i think the best answer i'm picturing (laughs) i'm picturing the one that's like it's almost like a like a horse pommel thing from gymnastics yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's a brilliant answer dang i'm picturing something (laughs) purple Because something you just described is like, I keep getting this advertisement for sex toys on Instagram, I think. I don't know why. I never click on the ads. So how they know, I don't know. Nevertheless, it's purple though. And I feel like it describes exactly what you said. And it like moves around. And I'm like, that's just, that looks like a wild ride.
1: Listen, I came across it when I was looking up something for the store and I just like happened like to stumble upon like sex toys and I saw it and they had like a video, like not of it in action, but like when you press this button, this is how fast it goes. And I was like, I'm scared, but I'm also very intrigued at the same time. And it's just one of those things that I'm like, I want to meet somebody who's used it because I have so, so many questions. Yes.
0: Yes. Oh, I recently bought a new sex toy not too recently, like a few months ago, but it like reinspired the inspiration of like I need to go get myself another one soon. And I've been like pretty much mentally taking notes of like what my expectations are for the next one and yeah not what it'd be right. <laughs> and I had big plans. We have a great sex shop in town. So I just I know where I'm going. I just need to need to get myself there. Yeah, girl. Amanda, when you said I'm scared but also intrigued. I feel like that describes all dark romance readers. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. That that defines it.
1: Reading dark romance is stuff that I'm like, eh, but it's okay. And people are like, that's not okay. And I'm like, oh right. I'm with like regular people. I'm not with book people, so I can't like condone. Like in 365. (laughs) Like, all this stuff. I was like, I would love to get kidnapped. And I said it with, like, my family. They're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, wrong crowd. Wrong crowd. Just kidding. I would be so sad if I was kidnapped.
0: (laughs) It's one of these really hot guys. Super sad. Super sad.
1: You know, because you just know he's packing down there. Like, oh, it's at such a disservice of me to get, like, the best dick of my life.
0: (laughs) Oh, That's when Summer was like, yeah, they got kidnapped. I don't know for like Peter Pan right now, that she was talking about a couple weeks ago. And they were like, you got kidnapped and you were like getting the D from like Peter Pan and then from The Lost Boys. And I was like, yeah, what a disservice though to just get that gangbang going on. Awesome. <laughs> Peter Pan was also my first crush. Like that was my first like mythical crush or like TV crush, movie crush, all of the above. Like my sexual awakening was Peter Pratt. (laughs) I support it. Have have you read the Never King series?
1: No, not not yet, just because I I feel like when I read them, I have to be able to read them where I like don't have to take a break. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I'm literally waiting. So I have like a free weekend where I'm like, okay, like, let's binge this shit. Like, I'm here. I am ready. But I see like TikToks about them all the time. And I'm like, I just know I'm going to love this shit. Like, Mm -hmm. without question, I know it's going to be so up my alley.
0: I read the first one. Actually, I haven't finished it yet. But I got the, like, special edition through Nikki St. Crow's Patreon. So mm-hmm. I signed up for that and then I was waiting to read it until I got like the paperback. And now I'm going to be waiting to read the second one until I get the paperback. But they are just very devourable. It's very, the writing's very pretty, but not really heavy. The like plot is so interesting and like the spice hits right away. So I think you'll love them. They're It's a really, it's really fun what I've read so far. And I know so many people love it as well. Why Choose is my favorite, and honestly, just
1: kind of my go to with books, like without a doubt. So, like, once I knew that's what it was, I was like, oh, yeah, sign me up. I'm here. Put me in coach. I'm ready.
0: You okay? I'm if you don't love Royals of Forsyth, I don't want to know. But if you end up reading it and you love it, let me know because it's why choose, like, super dark, very that much like I'm scared but intrigued. Oh, yeah. I So I bought all of them.
1: Like I own all of them because I know it's up my alley. I just haven't read them yet. But like I've seen like teasers and stuff about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this has Amanda's name written all over it. I just have to find the time to actually sit down and read it.
0: Totally fair. They are. They're chunky books. I love that feeling, though, when you're like, okay, this series is about to be my series. You know, when you're like, you can look forward to it. You're like, I know that this is going to absorb my life whenever I finally get down to read it. I love just that like feeling where you're like, okay, I know I'm going to connect with this book. I know it's going to rock my world in the best way, or it's going to destroy me in the best way, or maybe it's going to do both. And you just like you have that to look forward to. And unless you're in the book community, whether you're like active in it or you're passive, whatever it might be, like unless you just are a book lover, like you just you don't know what that feeling is, and that breaks my heart because it's such like an all-encompassing feeling, and I think everyone should feel it.
1: I agree. That's why, like, when people are always, like, "I don't know how you read all the time," and I'm like, "Well, I don't know how you watch the same TV show all the time." Like, the same gratification you get from that is like what I get from reading
0: books hmm That's exactly it. Just finished Black Sheep by Bryn Weaver and Alexa Harlow. And it was such a fun read. It's about, like, a female serial killer and her professor. And they're both, like, hunting down the same cult, but they don't know that the other person is. And yep, there's a lot up. of... Yeah. The character is the the main female character and the main male character, but we mostly care about the female. She is just like incredibly intelligent, kind of like almost a savant and like super badass. It was a really, really fun read. And I love those books where you like hear about it and people hype it up and then you finally sit down with it and you're like, (laughs) yes. Like I'm so glad that it, I enjoyed it and that it like was everything you wanted. I know. I've been on a, a fantasy kick, honestly, probably all year.
1: So every time I'm like, I'm gonna read something else. Like I just like revert back to like, like fantasy, and I'm in the middle of this like shared world right now. I mean, they just like they just came out with a new book, and I've already bought it. And I'm like, I I'm just so obsessed. So I'm like, I need to once I get out of my fantasy kick, I feel like I'll go back to like my super like dark white shoes romances.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, don't be shy. Tell me what the series is. I'm all
1: fantasy all the way. Oh, okay. So it's the Dark Imaginarium Academy by R.L. Calder and M. Sinclair. And I started it with Lunar Witch. And at first I was like, am I like missing something? But I I wasn't. It's just like each of these side characters have their like own spinoff. But so that was like super good. So then I started reading the next like the next part of like this like Academy. And it's like the demons and like pandora's box and stuff like that and just like listen the way that these monsters love their women can't complain like 10 out of 10 recommend i would like my own monster thank you very much tell me about it (laughs) oh yeah it's just so good i'm gonna see i'm going to lord this weekend and i'm gonna see them and i'm gonna really try not to like sand girl but i feel like i'm going
0: to How have your different book fairs and stuff that you've attended as both maybe like a guest, but also a vendor been? Really good. I'm still, I'm definitely still learning like
1: what type of stuff to bring and, you know, like what the people are really looking for. I was just at Wonderless this past weekend and it was just so fun. It was so fun to be on the other side of it. And, Like, I would say 90% of my time, I was just, like, gushing with other readers about, like, books and authors and stuff and just, like, really talking to them about the store and, like, kind of what the store is about. And it's really cool. It's really cool to represent, like, just represent my business, represent my brand to people who get it. You know, like, when you have people in your everyday life and you try to explain, like, oh, like, what's a romance bookstore? Like, I always get, oh, you must sell so much Nicholas Sparks. Like, nah, not (laughs) a friend bookstore. <laughs> so just to be able to talk about it with actual readers when I'm like, Yeah, I read a romance book. So they're like, Oh, do you work with this person? Do you have that person? And it's not like no shade to Nicholas Farks, you know? No shade a, problem, little. You, a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. It's a uh,
0: different it's a different avenue. That's all that it is, you know? Let's just be honest.
1: Yeah. And then explaining to, you know, people when they're like, but well, what are you reading? I'm like, Oh, I'm reading monster romance and people in my everyday life, they're like, So you're reading about like monsters and humans? And I'm like, Yep. And, they're like, and then what are they doing? I'm like, well, it's romance, so it's a lot of fucking. <laughs> and then I say that to a reader, and they're like, well, how many dicks is it? And I'm like, girl, it's like six. And we all just love it.
0: Yes. That's the question that we need to be asking every day is how many dicks is it? Yeah. How many dicks? <laughs> how many hands? Is there a tail that vibrates and gets hot and cold? Like, tell me, Tell me the good details here. This I need mm-hmm. to into. Exactly. It. Yep. <laughs> I think I'm forever gonna be ruined in a really good way from the Monster Cafe or like Cafe Creatures series. Once Summer unmutes, I mean, she can like confirm the name of this. But it's like all these novellas, and they're all just like different monster human pairings or monster monster pairings. And I have never binged so many different types of monster pairings in my life. I've never been so exposed to these. It's called Creature Cafe by Cleo Evans. It, I've seen her, her, I've seen these books everywhere,
1: but I was like, oh, I just didn't know if it'd be like my jam. But you were like the third person. I feel like this is just a sign that it's definitely up my, my
0: real house. I, I think it would be. And they're like, they're quick reads too. I don't know how fast you read, but like I'm a personally a pretty fast reader. And it's nice to just have like, like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to immediately get into some smut. They like they have their little meeting at the cafe and they're like, OK, let's try it out for a weekend. And it's like the same formula for every single book, nearly. But it's not a bad formula. It works for a novella and it works to get immediately into the smut, which is why we're there, you know?
1: Yeah, sometimes I'm I'm always down with a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of vibes. Um, and I know not everybody is. And that's like I also love me a good slow burn. but. It just it just depends on, you know, the context. Yes, context is
0: definitely heavily important. But speaking of monsters, which monster would you fuck and which would you marry? Ooh.
1: I'd probably marry... Mm. I'd probably marry the beast from Beauty and the Beast, and I would fuck the shit out of Dracula. I'm so into blood Ooh. play. I'm so into blood play. Yes, I like this answer. Yeah, and I'm also very partial to, like, werewolves or, like, werewolf-esque type of monsters. So that's why I think I'd, like, marry the Beast. But, like, also, I'd also fuck the Beast and Dracula at the same time. So there's that. I, there we go.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't <laughs> check it at all. It's the why choose. why? Why would I choose? Exactly. <laughs> and the Beast from Janica snow's book is they have a little bit of the blood play when he like bites her and will like keep you know licking it while he's fucking her you better stop yeah
1: (laughs) oh listen throw all that in with a with a nice little spitting kink, and perfect man right there 10 out of 10
0: (laughs) I love how it's like, I have my monsters who I love. I have my fantasy guys who are like half human, half not human, half fair, whatever. And then I have my human romance novel guys who I love. And they're all pretty different, you know? Like at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I could like you and I could like you, but like, there's not many common denominators.
1: Yeah. That's when people are like, well, who's your favorite? It's like, well, in what context? Like, in what way do you want them to be my favorite? Like, My favorite for real life. My favorite for fucking like which which is it? Because there's a different answer for for each. So sure.
0: That's when those slow burns like slow burn human novels. I'm like, okay, that's the guy who I would marry. Like if they showed up on my front doorstep like, yeah, if I had to be stuck with a human. Sure. He would be a good one. But like the other. No, like give me give me my slutty cafe with the wing play
1: have you have you read a kingdom of stars and shadows by holly renee no but i'm immediately writing it down okay so it's it's like faded maids like forbidden love it's star Bless, it's Faze, it's like vampires but it's like one of those books where the angst like you literally feel the angst crawling on your skin Ooh. and like when i when I was reading it, I was like shaking because I was like, oh my gosh, like, will they, like the will they, won't they is just so surreal. And then the, like the bomb drop at the, like the last chapter of book one, like I think my jaw was dragging on the floor for weeks. Like I audio messaged her at six in the morning. I was like, I totally understand it's this early, but you're going to listen to this. And I promise <laughs> it was like four minutes
0: long. It was so good. <laughs> That makes me think of how I felt after I read A Court of Thorns and Roses. And when I read Crescent City, both of those books, it was like jaw drop. Immediately called my friend, was like, What's happening? We sent each other like 15 minute Snapchats to each other, being like, What the fuck? And it just, it destroyed us and absolutely destroyed us.
1: Yeah. I think, if, I think you'd love this series. Like, I'm like, I literally felt like the angst was just like, just crawling. I was like suffocating me. It was so good. Oh, I'm excited for
0: that. Heck yeah. Summer, we got to make sure that we, like, rack that into one of our future podcast episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm actually glad you mentioned that because we could totally do a slow burn episode. Some of my friends have been reading Sinners Anonymous. I want to say it's by somebody named Summer or Sumner so- or something... Sumner, gosh, her last name's escaping me. But yeah, I
1: see it all over TikTok.
0: Yeah, and all I can picture right now though is the name of the Adam Levine's mistress who he wanted to like name the baby after because they have like similar names. But so I'm like, don't know which one to say, which is right. But sorry, what is this Abbott? What did I miss? Is this like pop culture reference? This is like a recent like. Last day or so it came out that Adam Levine had an affair with someone <gasps> I saw. Yeah. And then like I don't know how long after they ended it, he he messaged her and was like, hey, like my wife's having another baby. Is it okay with you if if it's a boy if I name it Sumner? Okay, what? <laughs> <The fuck>? Yeah. <laughs> what? That is
1: wild. It's just the uh, audacity for me. Like, okay. I, I... And then imagine that they did name the baby that, like, as a wife, I have to call my child this every day knowing where it's coming from.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... Just, the fa- The ick. The ick? And, like, he probably thought it was a good idea to ask. Like, he probably thought that that was, like, a responsible thing for him to do. Like, oh, if I ask, that'll make it more appropriate. Yeah, I also am wondering, you know, like, the only Sumner I've met in person was a guy. So, and he asked, like, if it's a boy, can I name it this? So I'm wondering if maybe he just, like, genuinely liked the name and, like, wanted to ask her to be like, hey, by the way, like, it's not really going to be named after you, but it's going to have the same name as you. All around weird. He should have avoided that. But Sinner's Anonymous isn't not by his mistress but maybe we'll share a name with his future child the tension in that apparently was just like like you were saying like skin crawling like jaw dropping in our group chat my friends kept sending reactions of them just like jumping out of their skin and i think we should definitely do a slow burn because I rarely read them, like if I find now that there's no spice until like ninety percent, no way not doing it. I'm concerned that your even going to be able to handle this slower, to be honest with you, Summer, I and mean, stuff with your history same, <laughs> but i've had i've but for, I've had a lot of really good wrecks in terms of like the tension makes it worth it in the sense that like it feels spicier than it actually is. I feel like it when it's
1: like that skin crawling tension, it makes you appreciate like the smallest moments like, oh my gosh, their fingers touched like, oh my gosh, they can like, I feel like it mm-hmm. makes me over like focus on like the super small moments between them. And then like when they finally have sex, it's like my Kindle is melting explosive.
0: Yeah. And see, Summer's most recent book or Summer's book that she just wrote, she wrote it like a chapter where it was like the title was like they finally bang and it was like finally like summer you nearly wrote a slow burn in so many ways like I was I was waiting and I was needing that to happen desperately okay that it finally- well, I, I will say though that I yes they don't bang until like way later and my editor she, I just got back from her and she like highlighted that and she was like Did you really, were you really, like, did you want to keep this or was this a placeholder? (laughs) But I decided to keep it just for shits and gigs. But they do a lot of spicy things other than, like, P&V that I feel like it wouldn't be categorized as a slow burn because, like, they're both, you know, coming. It's not just they're, like, staring at each other's eyes and, like, grazing fingertips. No. But I still think it should be slightly in that category because by the time that we finally get around to the banging, you're like, "Fuck yes, Kendall Melton. Interesting take. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a viewpoint. Exactly, I think. No, not. I think it's a fair point. It is a definitely a fair point. Amanda. I know we have the retelling box coming up soon and some other exciting ones. What is on your calendar? What are dates that our listeners should look out for to make sure that they get those orders in? Yeah, so we have our sports
1: box coming and then our underworld, like our MC Mafia box, and then our winter wonderland box, as well as uh, two book boxes. So We usually try to announce those the first and the 15th of every month, but probably the biggest one that we get asked often is our overstock sale. So November 1st, I am going to upload every and any all overstock that we've had from any of our past boxes and books from this year. So if you are looking to get your hands on one of our exclusive covers, definitely check out the site November 1st because I'm going to upload every all the extra inventory we have in
0: the warehouse that is uh, so exciting so just that way i understand it so like i could just like individually buy a book right like i'm right so whole
1: box necessarily yeah yep so if you wanted you know two books from billionaire and one book from taboo and one book from you know small town like If I have extras of them, they will be uploaded on the site. And then you can go and buy those individuals.
0: Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. I'm here for it. Are you anticipating it? it's going to be like a Hunger Games sort of situation? Or do you have a significant amount of overstock? No, it's definitely a Hunger Games
1: sort of situation. Like some of them, I only have two extra copies. Some I have five, some I have 10, but it's, it's not a lot of everything. It's very small quantity. So I just recommend like, it's really one of those, like once they're gone, they're gone type of situation. So if you are really looking out for one of the books, um, I'm going to try to do an inventory count so people can get an idea of how many I have of each. But once they are sold out, we will not be reprinting them. Oh my gosh,
0: I'm feeling the stress already. I know, my- <laughs> Tracy, <right? laughs> mine too. <laughs> okay, immediately putting that on the calendar. Yes. <laughs> that launch, because your book covers are stunning. Thank you. I'm so excited. Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, Amanda, thank you so, so much for joining us. This was so fun, and I love kind of getting to see behind the curtain a little bit of the creation process and everything that goes into creating these pieces of art, really. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you guys for letting me come on. We wish you the most success. Thank you so much for chatting with us and for all the good book recommendations. Thank you guys. Yes. I'm about
1: to lose so much sleep. I'm so ready to read all of these books that we've talked about.
0: (laughs) 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 The only thing I'll gladly lose sleep for. Yes, always. Once again, Amanda, thank you so much. We appreciate having you on. And for all our beautiful listeners, we will be seeing you guys at the next one. Toodles! Bye, Toodle. guys.